So my name is Lenny Escobar. Uh, I'm the black guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who are you? I'm I'm Cody Moulton. So the other guy doing the show. I'm the white guy. Uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all oh, shall be added unto you. Oh my gosh. And then the second great commandment, you know, love others as, uh, as you know, the other part of that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the In Black and White Show, where we just try to have natural conversations about life and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am one of your hosts, Cody Moulton, joined here by Lenny Escobar. Lenny, how you doing, sir? I am super good, dude. Super good, dude. Nice. Super good, dude. Nice. Are you staying warm? Yeah, I'm staying real warm. In fact, I'm so warm, I'm practically hot. Oh, I see what you're trying to do there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See no, I don't. I don't get it. Like, no, it doesn't make sense. Well, like, you're the, not in the, the same place. The context of what you're saying just beats me, man. Whoa. Okay. Like, you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just get to brass tacks. Your looks? Zero. No. Yeah, one of my buddies, uh, I walked up to him in high school and... and we're, we're, he's one of those friends that's kind of like us. Like, well, no, no, worse than us. In, in, the, in the fact that, <laughs> like, we just didn't compliment each other, but we knew we were buddies. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'll try to give him a compliment. And so I was like, hey, James, uh, you you don't look like garbage today. He's like, oh, okay. He appreciated that. So that's kind of what this is right here. Right. Uh, except that in also in very uh, serious moments, we do give each other compliments. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, but that's in, the next, in the next breath, we insult each other. It's right. Like, right. Hey, man, I really appreciate your strength uh, and the type of person you are in my life. By the way, you're a terrible father. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I can't cut you down if I don't build you up a little bit. You yeah, know? exactly. So we just, you just get back to net zero. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an investment. Okay, well, anyway, everyone, <laughs> thanks for, for joining. Episode 99 of oh, the podcast. Oh, dude, nice. Or for you Apple people out there, season 5, episode 15. Just kidding, everyone. It's the same season and episode, regardless of what you listen on. But Apple shows it nicer. Oh, can you say that again? I think it's important for everybody to hear that. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, real quick. PCs are more value for the cost and what I don't you think that's what you said. That's not what you said. Try okay. again. All right. Yeah. Sorry, you're cutting out. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> so episode ninety nine, everyone. This is the episode. This is it, guys. But the next time we release an episode, season six, episode one of our. Uh, I almost blew it, Lenny. Yeah, I almost said I, what I, it was. I was actually about to say like, wait, wait. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going there. Because we just shot a video that we're going to release hey, and that we're going to share. You're getting really close to blowing it. No, I'm not blowing it. No, I'm not saying anything else. That's all. Okay. Anyway, now all everyone's right. intrigued, right? Y'all are. Yeah, y'all are everyone's like, intrigued. Ooh, video. So it's going to be an exciting new season. Yeah. And an exciting new direction for the podcast. Uh, not really a new direction. Um, new. Uh, it's like a defined, more defined direction for the yes. podcast. So it's not yes. new, but it's we're getting more, more focused and augmented. We're really, yeah. Ooh. 
Good word. We are yes. really excited about it. Yeah, it's like the difference between Miles Morales in the middle of Into the Spider-Verse and at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, there we are. There's the nerd. He's we the same guy. Out. He's a good guy. By the end, he's freaking zapping stuff and disappearing and whatnot. Right, okay? right. Although I just want to say just a quick aside for that movie. It's amazing movie, but also he does that so quick. It's like he just, <laughs> yeah. it's like no training montage. It's just like, oh, you just got to believe. And then he is able to do all of those things. Well, Really well. Cinematically, the montage is good because you're like, oh, he is doing a He does do this little montage. Um, uh, I guess but, you're right. But you're if right. you think about it, it makes zero sense. Like all of his spider buddies just left him like 10 minutes ago to go handle this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he goes and makes a suit and does all this stuff. So it's a little bit like, what were they doing? <laughs> yeah. Like playing video games? Well, no, they were. Uh, they went to the gym, worked out. But it's shot so well that I don't care. So I'm like, oh, yeah, man. no, it's true. It's true. That movie is. I, I think it's one of the, uh, in controversial opinion, I think it's one of the greatest superhero movies made in the I, last decade. I don't think that's controversial. I think most people would agree with you, and I would too. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I mean, controversial that you would say something worth listening to, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got to get going here. So, okay, let's do it. Anti-inspirational quote moment. This is our last one, everybody. Last one on the oh, podcast. Oh man. Actually, that's mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Okay. Well, everybody, I have the anti-inspirational quote. So here it is. This one is by Colin R. Davis. The road to success and the road to failure are almost exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so then, how do you how do you know? How what do you know? Was it Satan's plan? Like, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you're a winner or a loser. You're all get you get to the same place. <laughs> yeah. Good, bad doesn't matter. It's like it's it's almost like here. How do you get to this house? Uh, well, you can go you can go one of two ways. You can go left or right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could go left, and it's the third door on your house, or you can go right. Past the Pacific through China, and then you'll get there in about two weeks. <laughs> and then it's Sorry. the third house on your right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay, just for the moment, though, I get it's a nice quote, actually. I'm pretty sure I said Pacific instead of Atlantic, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, man, you must feel like an idiot. <laughs> It's oh, okay. Man. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't catch it either. Yeah. So yeah. So you're. Anyways. Just okay. All right. Go ahead. All right. Just to give it some credit, this quote is actually pretty nice. The road to success and the road to failure are almost exactly the same. It just means that in some cases you have to fail in order to succeed. Like you have to learn from your failure in order to succeed. It's basically or almost the same path. I get that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. in a obviously in a logical sense, it's like. Well, yeah. Well, if they're almost the same path, then just take the road to success. You know, yeah. don't, don't worry about failing. <laughs> yeah. Or just like jump over the pothole. Like, like, oh man, what am I going to take? I'm so confused. Should I take oh, yeah. this road to success or the road to failure? They lead to the same place. Yeah. Well, you know? just, just go. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good one though. Thank you. That's a good one to end on. Thanks. Yeah. Cause we failed a lot in our lives, including in this podcast. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, only 99 times. It's all about to change. <laughs> Oh, man, what a great plug into the 100th episode. 
That was a that was a rude dig on ourselves. I think we all right. In all honesty, I'm really proud of this podcast. You're right. I'm, you're and, right. I'm uh, sorry too. How it's aged over the years. Yeah, it's like fine wine, except we don't drink wine, yeah. so it's like, it's like fine, fine Capri Sun. That um, sounds disgusting. <laughs> you don't like Capri Sun? I mean, I like Capri Sun, just not fine aged to Capri Sun. <laughs> so. Anyways, yeah. Just I, I'm, the old Capri Sun. Yeah, this, I mean, yeah. five years and three months old. That's how old this podcast is. Man, that's that's awesome. I feel pretty proud of the work that we've done, too. And we're really glad that uh, listeners old and new have stayed with us or have joined us. We're grateful for you and grateful for your support of us as we've gone through this journey. So we're going to keep going. We're going to have new stuff. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this episode, we thought the, the most appropriate thing to do would be theme it around Christmas. I don't know if you guys know this. Christmas is in a, is, well, I was going to say in a week because it, it is, but it's also in three days. Right. Depending on if you're us or you. So basically it's in three days. It's in three days. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and keep the illusion. It's in three days. Even though we just broke it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's Christmas themed episode. We wanted to talk about this particular question, and we're all familiar with it, but we're going to take it a step further. So the question being, what is the true, true meaning of Christmas? Right? What is it all about? Mm. What is what is what is the crux of Christmas? Right. So, well, you know what, Lenny, why don't you start? I, I have some thoughts on that question on its in, its inception, but why don't you start because you're the one who pitched it? Yes, Lenny. this this is my question again. I think is I've. I may have alluded to this to the last couple of episodes, but this holiday season, Christmas season, has been a little bit more difficult for me because of some of the experiences I've had in the past. And so it has caused me to really evaluate and to investigate what Christmas or the holiday in specific right now, Christmas, means to me and what is it actually about to me. So that that's where this question comes from. You know, I think I've done some study and thought work on it for myself, but I figured we could talk about it on the podcast because I think it's a question that we all would ask, have asked, um, and will continue to ask as long as we, uh, we live and continue to celebrate Christ is what is Christmas about? Because there's a lot of things that are pitched in the world about what Christmas is about. And some of them are, we know is not what they're, what it's about, but right. then there's other things that maybe people do think Christmas is about. Yeah, that are good. That are good. But still miss the mark a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So you think about the movies, right? There's all these, there's so many Christmas movies out there and so many of them are good. Right. And and the theme of, of, of many of them is people are obsessed and kind of overcome with the materialism and the, the consumerism of Christmas, right? All the presents and, the, and, and that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And by the end of the movie, people realize, oh, no, it's okay. Like, we didn't get everything we wanted. Not everybody got everything they wanted, not all the presents they wanted, but we're here and we're family and it's okay, right? And that's kind of like what's, what matters. There's something deeper than that that is the true meaning of Christmas. Mm. And I appreciate that in that they are going deeper into focusing on something that truly matters more, which is family, which is relationships, which is... Love, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but. Oh, can I can I do this one? I want to come in with the black and white right now. I have a, Dude. A, a perfect scripture. Bring it. 
So, Luke 2, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Man, as I read that, I actually started to get a little emotional and uh, start, to, start to feel something really powerful because I think here in this one scripture, this very short sentence explains the reason explains the reason why we celebrate Christmas right here, like what it really is about. I want to read it again just because I think the scripture says it the best. Again, Luke 2, verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Oh, man, going along with your point, Cody. It goes along with this this quote that was said by President Oaks in General Conference a couple of years ago between good, better, best. And so I think that the celebration, the focus on togetherness, a family of something deeper than just material possessions or 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 any of that kind of stuff. That's really good. In fact, that's that's I would even call that like the better thing to think about. But really, what it all is about, the best thing to focus on is this is this thing is for unto you this born or for unto you is born this day <laughs> in the city of David a savior which is Christ the Lord. It's about Christ and his birth. Yes, I think that's um and again, like you said, it's good. It's good to focus on family, but you you made this point earlier. Um, there are people who don't have family to celebrate Christmas with. Yeah. Uh, there are people who don't uh, have friends, or they don't have this. They don't, it, it, their Christmas doesn't look the same as a lot of other people's Christmas. And if you truly look at that situation and understand that their Christmas experience while it's going to look a lot different than other people's Christmas experience, can still be just as wholesome and uplifting as far as the feeling the spirit and connecting with Christ mm-hmm. who was born into this world to save us and to bring us salvation if we follow him. You know, like that yeah. is for everyone. It does not matter what circumstance you're in. It doesn't matter what things look like around you with with family or work or what have you. And that's why we say th- this is the best the focus the the true the true meaning of Christmas. And while we can we can respect and appreciate that there is a lot of that, that most of the world that it's not controversial to think that Christmas is is more than buying stuff and giving it to people, which again, it's not bad to give gifts and to uplift people either, right? Mhm. But it's more important to focus on the relationship. And it's even more important to think about the Savior. And I think our world has become more secularized. And even though yeah. it's kind of putting a this really meaningful focus around relationships and, and family and love, sometimes that pulls our focus and we appreciate that more. And maybe we should appreciate celebrating the life mm-hmm. and the birth of Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not bad. Like, I think that this is a really important point to make is it's not bad to focus on family. It's not bad to focus on the, the togetherness and that those things are important. But I think there's a hierarchy. And I think the trick is to find out how all of these stack on top of each other. So, like, how do you put Christ first? How do you then make sure that it's a meaningful experience with your family, your friends or whatever? Or even if, if you don't have it, your life looks different. How can that look whatever it is like togetherness or maybe you like go serve or, 
or you like make your own family with your friends in an area if you're by yourself or, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for, for your situation. And then, you know, going down, but always keeping the focus on Christ. Because I think you're right. In our secular society, there's a focus on, and a really great focus, especially during the Christmas season, on togetherness and family and love and being unified. But I think that we can take our Christmas experience to the next level by remembering and putting Christ on the top of that, or in the center of it, I should say, because he is going to be the one that truly binds us all together as a family. That shared experience will will bind us more close together as a family. Or if it, if your family looks different, or if our family, your Christmas looks different, your holidays look different, it will keep you, it'll help you have something to hold on to, and you can bind yourself to him even when you don't have anybody around. And honestly, as you do that, as you focus on Christ in those moments, other people who are doing the same in your similar situation, you find a kind of unity in yourself that way. But anyways, that's a topic for another time or another thing we can get to. But I think that it's the, as we put the focus on Christ, the other stuff kind of fills in or fits into place. Yeah. And the the comparison I think of is, is even same with church, right? Mm-hmm. We, we we've all. I think we it, it makes it makes sense and to understand that it's easier to go to church when you've got someone to go with, right? Right. Yep. And there are situations like on Mother's Day where it can be really difficult for some people. Oh, absolutely. Who don't have children, absolutely. you know, mothers who um, have lost children, or mm-hmm. um, or other day, you know, same with Father's Day or or or, or what have you, right? There are right. these moments that it makes it harder to go to church um, because there is such a focus on family in the church as well as, you know, and there is in, in secular society as well, sure. especially in the church. And I'm not someone who criticizes that by any means because I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I no, think that's, that's very good. That's very important. It's just equally important to be sensitive and aware of people who struggle with that, but also as the individual, how can we move our focus and say, well, yeah, it is, it is about building up families. Um, that is part of the church, but that's not the primary reason why I'm here. Oh, right? I'm man. here at church because I believe in my savior. I believe that he suffered and died for us, that I believe in his atonement and I'm here to partake of the sacrament and feel the spirit and receive that primary source revelation, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Like that's that's why we're there. There's a lot of secondary benefits that come from that and that should be sought and appreciated. But again, just, just to kind of put things in perspective, right? I think maybe this is a little controversial. Maybe I'm being a little spicy Ooh. tonight mm-hmm. or today. Ooh. Yikers. Um, <laughs> but I think that their church culture is not perfect by any means. People in the church are not perfect, you know, and the, the culture that the people have created, that we as a people have created, is not perfect. I think, though, that if we collectively start to make our focus on Christ, like really on Christ, when it comes to everything that we do, because we do, because I, I feel like that you're right about, there's a huge focus on families, and sometimes that becomes like the, our focus, like, oh, we want to be with our families. But that's just a benefit and, and it's, it's a huge benefit, and, it, and it's one of the reasons that, you know, some of us believe. But it's, but it's not the primary. The, the way that that stuff happens is through Christ and through our own personal yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, you know? well, well worded right there. 
So I think that as we put in anything that we do, if we put Christ in any holiday or whatever, we put it first, I think that we can start to eliminate some of these these faux pas in our society right now when it comes to these things, because then it becomes less about like I'm just taking, for example, like Father's Day it becomes less about being a father. I mean, even though that's important and I think it's that's important to be celebrated, but it becomes less about being a father and more about celebrating our father. It becomes more about celebrating Christ and his ability to help us become a better father to to do to all be you know a better son or whatever it becomes our relationship to christ rather than the day itself and our title because really our title yeah. doesn't our title or doesn't really matter <laughs> i said well, our title doesn't matter <laughs> model our title doesn't matter there is one that oh, does yeah, matter go ahead. go ahead go ahead say it and yours is you're an idiot <laughs> just kidding <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> That's not even a title, so I guess I'm oh, really an idiot here. Um, no, the one that matters is in the proclamation, right? We are sons and daughters of oh. heavenly parents. Man, that that's is great. the that is the primary identity, right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of other important uh, identities that uh, that we can have, we can adopt. But if any take precedence over that, then we start to lose our vision of our eternal selves, right? Yeah, our eternal value. Wow, yeah. well put. But that's you know that's that's a whole conversation for another time, right? So with with Christmas, one of the things we want to do with this episode, real quick here, and this might take the remainder of the time, but to share an experience we had with the Savior during Christmas time, mm. specifically. Yep. So, Lenny, do you want to start us off with that? Yeah, I would love to. Actually, this is one of my favorite stories to share because I feel it encapsulates exactly what you're saying, at least to me personally. Uh, this is on my mission. I was in my last area, and I was with my last companion. It was Christmas, or like the, around Christmas. Uh, I think it was Christmas Eve, actually, and our dinner appointment it canceled for whatever reason. I don't remember why, but so we didn't have for Christmas Eve dinner we didn't have a place to go or or something to do so we're like what do we do with this time because we had planned to share a message and uh enjoy we had like we had planned to have some people over that we were teaching and so it was it all canceled and she's like what do we do and so that's so sad it was really sad, sad as a mission i mean christmas is you know there's it, just a lot of mixed feelings with christmas because it can be super uplifting but also like you're kind of alone in a different place you're not with family or friends or whatever you know what i mean like you right. are you you can be but there's more unknowns with it anyway yeah absolutely no and it, this is exactly what happens like uh, i mean me and my companion were pretty tight his name was elder shuppy one of my favorite companions shup um, daddy yeah shup dog <laughs> you know what's what's shup dog yeah like we made shup that. shup <laughs> <laughs> oh man I hope one day that we get this podcast to him. Yeah. Actually, we should do it anyways. Anyways, uh, so we were with, we were, uh, I don't remember exactly what time it was, but we're like, what do we do? I was like, well, I guess we go back to our apartment and have dinner. So we went back to our apartment and we ate dinner. I don't even remember what we ate, but we ate dinner. I think we read the Christmas story together because we're like, what do we do during this time? And then after that, we're like, well, what do we do now? We both decided, we prayed about it, and it was like, okay, well, we're going tracting. 
<laughs> so um, well, we didn't actually. No, we're not tracting. Tracting for those of you who don't know, it's docking door to door. Actually, we decided not to do that. We said we're going to go street contacting. So that means like anybody we see on the street, we're going to talk to. Right. That's that's tracting in neutral ground. Yeah, exactly. Because so, we didn't feel comfortable necessarily knocking on people's doors during Christmas Eve. So we, we just whoever we saw on the street that night. And this is in kind of rural Pennsylvania, yep. a little pl- place called Palmyra, Palmyra, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's beautiful. And it was it was snowing also. So that is a blessing and a, and a curse at the same time. because it was, it was beautiful. It was like the night was it was so sparkling, but also it was quiet and we were alone and we were walking through this. So we bundled up. We got and we just started walking. And I remember like we were talking and we started singing we started singing Christmas hymns with each other as we walked. And there was a moment where we just stopped singing and we were walking. And I remember that it was like so picturesque. Like it was disappointing. But in that moment, I was just thinking about the Savior and about him being born in the manger and about how during this moment, you know, this really quiet Christmas Eve, as we're walking and trying to to preach his gospel, just about how it felt like I could almost feel like I could see him. I could see him like laying there. Like this was the reason why I was out here on my mission in Pennsylvania on this very empty snowy street is because of this, this, uh, the savior, this baby. And it was really powerful. It was like a nice little warm golden glow just descended on me. And I just had this experience with just me and him. And I'll always remember that. It was a really, really tough Christmas. It was really tough Christmas to be a missionary um, because we're like, oh, man. But I, I will remember that. That was such a, a powerful experience. Yeah, that's cool. And you're you're two months from going home at that point. I think, yeah, right? two months. Yeah, about two months. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because this was in December. I went home in February. Like uh, Probably like not even five minutes later, we ran into somebody on his porch. And we were like, we just talked to him. And we talked to him for the remainder of the night. He didn't go anywhere. We didn't teach him anymore, but it was just, it was really cool to have that experience. It was like God put us both in line with each other just for that moment, for that Christmas Eve. And the next day we went and we went to a member's house and we had a great Christmas day and shared a message and, you know, we're able to teach people. And it was, it was like great from that moment on, but right. Yeah. So that, that's mine. That's a perfect story for this because yeah, no matter where you are, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? Christmas did not look like what you kind of expect, or, or you didn't spend it with who you'd expect, or what what have you, right? Right, yeah. But it was still, it, it, it might have been the most Christmassy Christmas you had, if that's what came to mind. You yeah, know? you know, honestly, it, that that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking for me, and I have a horrible memory, so I'm... <laughs> uh, uh, and, and maybe that's the problem here. And I'm this pretty, is, pretty this sure it's a cop out. Like, no, you you can think of something. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing, though, <laughs> is that I do have something, but I would like it to be sooner than what I'm thinking. You know? Yeah, I, mean? I know what you mean. That's what I felt about sharing that mission story. Well, that's a great story, and should, oh, should thank never you. feel like not sharing that just because it's been a while. Because that's a great story. But there is something to be said about having more timely experiences. Because sure, absolutely. You know, we we want to we want to keep up our our spiritual experiences with the savior especially when it comes to christmas and and, and i think that's especially that you know the focus of this episode being like we hopefully we can all name really good experiences we've had on christmas in the last five years right mm-hmm. with friends mm-hmm. or family or what have you and again that's great but 
we should really strive more for these personal experiences with the Savior at this time. Mm, wow. Um, I, wow. That gave me chills when you said that. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I think of is we used to always go to Temple Square with my family growing up, as mm -hmm. many people did. And uh, as I was turning into a this monstrosity called a teenager and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and starting to become more like in tune and aware of spiritual matters and being able to understand them a little bit better, and my testimony was starting to bud. They have this nativity outside at Temple Square, and I don't, I don't know how they're going to do that now with redoing Temple Square, but, but they play on these loudspeakers. They'd read the Christmas story. It's audio from like 90 years ago. I don't remember. It wasn't <laughs> that old, but it yeah. just felt like dated, and that's part of why I loved it in some ways. And I even loved going back to it later because as an adult, seeing that nativity presentation made me think of seeing it as like a 13-year-old, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the same. Like, they lay stuff out the same way. They have the same statues in the same places, showing the, the shepherds here and the wise men here. And there's the manger. There's Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And then they have these lights that come down, and they show what's going on. And because it's handled so peacefully, I remember it, like, speaking to my soul once, being mm. like, this is a sacred event, you know? And nothing profound for me. I didn't have an emotional reaction or anything, but... But it stuck with me enough that I wanted to go back as an adult and watch that presentation because I felt something as a teenager. And not to be, I don't want to, how do I say this? Not to be like uh, rude or anything, but just being honest, like it's not the most entertaining thing out there, right? It's not like <laughs> I, I'm dying to go watch it because it's going to be an awesome time. My, my kids are going to love it. But more that I felt something here before. And I went back, and it was the same, and I could feel that soft, sweet spirit there, and I'd hope that my kids and my family could feel the same thing kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So anyway, that's just like an example of the consistency of really thinking about and talking about that story. Yeah. And I should say that event mm -hmm. and portraying it in a light where the spirit can testify to it. So I need I need more of those. Like that's kind of I'm getting kind of motivated right now, you know, to to go find my next experience that I need to have it like now. I think that uh, <laughs> I'm also feeling that same thing about how I can make this this Christmas be about the Savior, because I do think, especially as we've been talking, I do feel like if you make it about the Savior, then all those other things that we desire, the closest and togetherness with family, whether whatever it looks like, I think those will happen. I think they will happen through the, your experience with the Savior. Right. I mean, even and if they it's, should, they should yeah, still, right? Exactly. Exactly. They should still, because that's what the Savior is about after all of the, the most important things, which is the, his teachings, his gospel and his atonement and resurrection. Like those are the most important, but then all those other things that he taught, including eternal families and unity and all those things are just as important. So I think that they will happen and they should happen. I like yeah, that. Like try, try to, try to find, instead of finding more of the Savior or God through just our family or relationships. Find our relationships through the Savior. You know what I'm oh saying? Oh, my gosh, you know man. That's, oh, my gosh, dude. That was awesome. I really love that. I think that that is a really great thing to focus on. Uh, so I have a little challenge for all of our listeners today who are going to be celebrating Christmas in a couple days. Whenever you listen uh, to this podcast, I, I invite you to 
try and find an experience, a personal experience with the Savior for this Christmas. I invite you to find an experience that you can have personally, that you can share with your family, or you can hold close and dear to yourself so that when you think back about this Christmas, you'll remember it. Because I do think, as we've been saying before, Christmas is about the Savior and about His birth and about celebrating the hope and the peace that come with His birth and a personal relationship with Him because of His birth. And then through that, I really feel like you'll find the peace and the comfort through family, regardless of what your situation is, whatever family looks like or doesn't look like for you. Right. And I think the black and white, to put it specifically from the New Testament, right? If you love me, keep my commandments. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and then all shall be added unto you. Oh, my gosh. And then the second great commandment, you know, love others others as... uh, as you know, the other part of that <laughs> <laughs> just ruined it, man. Yeah, Here, love others me... as as I what is it as I have loved you or as you as you love you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, you you just keep Cut talking. I'll find I'll find the, okay. I'll find the quote. But that's doctrinal that we seek first God and then all other things will fall into place. It's the same with marriage, right? We still. Can love and care about our spouse, but seek first God in the relationship, and and all other things will fall into place. Seek first God at work. Seek first Christ on Christmas. I'm not a materialist guy. Like I, I'm such a non-gift giver. It's bad because I'm I'm not good at it. Mm. And if I never got a present again, I probably wouldn't think about it because I don't really care. Not that I don't appreciate presents. I just it's not something I think about. But that's good, sure. That's not n- anywhere near best. Like, I, I still need to get closer to best, which is Christ, which right. is seek ye first the kingdom of God. So, um, The second great commandment, so the first great commandment is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. As thyself, that's what I said, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, <laughs> I don't know why that just... Fib that, but no, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, you fib a lot of things. So, so no, this is. Um, I'm really grateful that we had a chance to talk about this and Christmas, because this is really pertinent to me, and I'm really excited to have this challenge to make a personal experience with Christ this Christmas, because I think it makes all the difference. So, man, man, I love Christmas. Love it so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we mm-hmm. we hope everyone here has a great great Christmas, finds that experience, and. uh Enjoys the remainder of the season. It's a beautiful time of year. Absolutely, lots of lots of awesome things happen right now. And I, I was thinking the other day, like how awful would winter be without Christmas? So oh, I'm super yeah, grateful <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you sticking through. Maybe all 99 episodes. Maybe you jumped in later. Don't matter to us. Okay. 11th hour, parable labors, it oh, don't matter. Love it, um, love it. We're just glad you're here. So anyway, uh, please find us and subscribe to the podcast on all or whatever platform you use. Leave a review if you like what you hear. That really helps us uh, spread the podcast and, and get the word out more. Um, you can send us a message on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. 
at our handle at IBW Podcast or send us an email at inblackandwhitepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to take your questions. We're still taking questions. We'll always be taking questions going forward in the podcast, even with the new season and the new things we have coming. So please submit those to us and we'll get to them and make those a, a core part of upcoming episodes. So we're grateful for everyone and you're listening and get excited episode 100 we're really excited to release that and a bunch oh, of the, yeah. the cool things we have coming this whole next year we've got a lot of good plans mm-hmm. and um so we look forward to that and I look forward to you joining us for the ride so in other words godspeed everyone god is good